Welcome to another episode of Transform Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Stephanie Zeller. If you are new to the podcast, my mission with this podcast is to distill the process of transformation because guess what? Transformation actually can be easy. And that is what I'm all about is distilling the process, simplifying it, making it actually a little bit fun and easy. And I do that with this podcast and through my online workshops and courses. So today on the pod, this is a big episode. (laughs) This is a big one. Big in the fact that I share a lot of personal shit If you've listened to the last three, four or five episodes, you'll see that I have progressively become more and more vulnerable. It's like the filters have dropped, I guess. I don't know, just land it all out there for all of you. But there's a lot in this episode. There's a lot of experiences from my history that I share. And then I share at the end of this episode, my moment of awakening. So I wanted to take a second to define awakening because it's not something that I really do in the episode. There's a lot of different definitions of awakening, of the word awakening. The way that in general, I historically have used the word awakening is to mean awakening out of your unconscious living, awakening to the fact that you can create your own reality by examining what you believe and transforming. And I actually talk about the process of manifestation. And I find that when I teach manifestation, really, that's when I see this light bulb moment go off in a lot of my clients, because they have this moment of awakening, like, oh my gosh, I'm not a victim of my reality, I can actually change things and I can alter my reality. And that's where the process of transformation, I think it's really, really fun too. So historically, I have defined awakening as being able to see your stories and your narratives and how you're just living out those patterns without realizing it because you're being driven subconsciously. And when you awaken to your stories, your history, your patterns, when you see them, you can change them. And that is what I have always kind of framed awakening as. However, There's also the term awakening in what people describe as these moments of enlightenment or nirvana, where you become completely aware of universal consciousness and non-duality, where you sort of transcend the dual nature that we live and feel and breathe daily. And I had a moment like this, and that's what I really go into towards the end of this podcast. And, you know, as part of my mission, I feel like here on this planet in this lifetime is to simplify the process of transformation and to make it easy to understand, easy to do and accessible to many. I also believe that anyone can experience these moments of awakening. And by the way, generally speaking, once you experience the first moment of awakening, you can re-access that state of non-duality through, generally through meditation, but also through other forms of openness and creative focusing. So I just wanted to say that. I wanted to explain the title, uh, Awakening, and that I think there's different, different ways of awakening. 
But the awakening that I'm talking about at the end of this podcast episode is sort of awakening to non-duality and universal consciousness. And uh, this was a game changer for me. This was a life-changing moment. I've had a lot of life-changing moments, a lot of revelations, a lot of spiritual experiences throughout the past five to 10 years. But this one, which was very recent, actually, really has changed everything for me. So I'm so excited to get to share it with you. I didn't expect to feel the intuitive nudge to share it when I was recording. And I was surprised when it came up, but I'm I'm ready. I was ready to share it with all of you. And so I'm excited for you to hear about it. <laughs> so also in this episode, I go through four levels of happiness and you will see in the show notes links to those resources. As always, I like to provide a lot of tools and resources. If you like this episode, if it inspires you, or if you think someone could benefit from listening, then please pass it on, forward it. Uh, Sharing is caring, everybody. (laughs) And as always, I love, love, love your reviews. You know, I don't leave a lot of reviews, but ever since I started asking people to leave reviews, now when I hear a really badass podcast, I take a brief minute and review them as a way of just kind of giving back. So it would be awesome if you're really digging the podcast, then leave a review on Apple podcast. You can see a link of how to do that in the show notes. And one other thing, if you would like to be the first to know of open enrollments of pre-sale discounts for online workshops and classes for live events, and also a list of my favorite podcast episodes that I've listened to or the books that I am reading or the films that I am watching, then subscribe to the weekly drop, which you will find a link to in the show notes and you will receive that in your inbox. All right, everybody. Enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Thank you for being here today. What do I want to talk about today? What do we want to talk about? What do we need to hear? What do we need to hear? I want to talk about how to be happy. How to be happy. You know, for a long time, I thought that I would be happy when I had certain things. Maybe it was the the dream job. Maybe it was the money. For a lot of people, it's the partner, right? Your love life. It's like, what, what right now in your life is stopping you from being happy? What's the thing that you want? And it's like, maybe all you can think about, or even maybe what's the thing that you want that you're not even allowing yourself to think about? Because here's the other thing that people do. People, they're not happy, but then they do this thing where they hate themselves for not being happy. They think something's wrong with them. And so this, this is a really interesting line that I hear from a lot of people, a lot of clients is what's wrong with me? Why aren't I happy? My life's good. What's wrong with me? Right? It's like, we're broken or something. That's what we think for not happy. So I want to talk about happiness on a couple different levels here. Okay. Level number one. Numero uno level. Five years ago, I started a new journey, a new journey of exploration. 
I was just reading this in one of my old journals, actually. It's interesting. About five years ago, I had just kind of left religion. I have no idea why this is coming up for me to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to be really curious to see if this loops back into happiness, because what the fuck is this about? Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I left religion. Uh, I was a pretty, like, I would maybe say devout Christian. And, but then something wasn't sitting right with me. And for years, I ignored that. I actually thought something was wrong with me. <laughs> I thought, why can't I just have faith like everybody else? Why am I struggling? And then I heard this Rob Bell. I don't know if you guys know who Rob Bell is, but uh, he has a podcast called The Robcast. I heard this Rob Bell podcast with an Irishman, Pete Rollins, Peter, Peter Rollins. And there was this subtext. There was a book I read of Pete Rollins after I had listened to a couple episodes of him on the Robcast. And the book was called Insurrection. To believe is human. To doubt. Divine. And Pete Rollins really pushed onto people, especially Christians, that they should ask more questions and that they should allow their doubt to surface. And, you know, in the Jewish traditions, questions are really honored. There's so much space for questions in the Jewish tradition, traditions, and there's space to interpret things in many different ways from many different perspectives. And I found in evangelical Christianity that that space was not provided. And when I heard Pete Rollins on the Rob Bell podcast, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was this, ah, oh, oh my God. It was like somebody gave me an outlet. Like I was in this room with no air and somebody poked a hole in the room and all of a sudden I could sense that air coming through and I just ran over to that hole and started breathing through that air. And I was like, whoa, what is this? So I read a bunch of books. I let myself doubt. And then what I ended up doing was leaving Christianity. And a few months after I did this, I picked up this book by Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment. And there's this interesting story at the beginning of that book where Michael Singer is sitting there as a young man, and he's sitting there across from his friend, and he suddenly notices that there's a voice in his head that's narrating to him, that's telling him what to do, what to say. And when he noticed that voice... It was like a revelation because for so long he had been one with that voice, unconscious of the voice. And when he actually noticed it, it was like this revelatory thing like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> what is in my head? What's this voice that's telling me to do things? And if you guys haven't read The Surrender Experiment, I highly, I highly recommend it. So this interesting thing happened around that time where... I left religion, and then I was introduced to this other way. And this other way felt open 
and it felt easy and it felt interesting and it was like really really pulling me in and this other way wasn't a there is nothing besides us in the universe it was more of a there is something besides us in the universe but let's not presume that we know exactly what that thing is and ah, I see now how this is coming full circle <laughs> here's the thing when I allowed myself space to ask questions then it was like I was led on in invisible journey from one book to the next from one conversation to the next from one thing to the next and then I arrived at a decision and then I was shown away onto another path, the start of a new journey that was more aligned for me. So, you know, here I was in this construct of religion, in this framework that was once that at one time served me, but then no longer served me. And actually, I was finding it to be really suffocating. And whenever we're in that situation where something is maybe not serving us fully any longer, we always have a choice at that moment. Do we acknowledge how we're feeling and open to the possibility, open to the possibility of another thing? Or do we stay in what was once safe but is now incredibly confining. See, what a lot of people do in that moment is they think, what's wrong with me? (laughs) I just, I laugh because I can't tell you how many times that was me. What's wrong with me? You know, it's like, Instead of just being like, oh, maybe this is part of my soul's journey. Maybe there's something else here for me. Maybe it's time for me to grow, evolve, shift, and change. Instead of making that assumption, we go right to what's wrong with me, especially women. I mean, I've just seen this like, especially women. It's almost like as women or those that identify as female, we're raised to think that we're the thing. Something is wrong with us. We're the thing. Right? If we're not happy, what are we doing wrong? That's not to say that, you know, there aren't things that we can improve and evolve upon. But what if we didn't jump right into that assumption? What if instead we just said, wait, what if something else is going on here that I'm just not seeing? What if there's another leg of my journey and this dis-ease that's occurring within me is actually signaling a change? I really think level one of happiness has to do with giving ourselves the space to shift and change on our journey. Giving ourselves the space to question what may no longer be aligned for us on our journey where we are today, and then opening up to the possibility of a shift or a change. Another way that I often say this is is becoming more aligned. A lot of my workshop Authentically Aligned gives you strategic exercises to help to arrive at 
kind of what is actually no longer authentically aligned for me. Because what I found is that there is a deep truth within us, core aspects of who we are, of our soul's journey, of our personality. And when we can align ourselves, meaning make decisions in our life, behave, spend our time doing things that feel good to us in our body, that's when we become more aligned with who we are authentically. And then life is life gets really easy. Life just gets really easy. Our lives are often really hard when we're doing a lot of things that are actually not aligned for us in our journey. This includes all the menial tasks that you might be doing that maybe aren't aligned, but it can also include like huge things like the partner that you've chosen or the career that you're in or where you're living or any decisions that you're making. I mean, there's a lot to being authentically aligned. But level one of obtaining a sense of happiness, I think, is first of all about honesty, getting really honest with yourself sifting through like where is my life stale where what aspects of my life are no longer serving me and then not jumping to conclusions from there see this is the other thing that I really see people do and things that I of course have done myself is like when something isn't working anymore we often won't open up to the possibility of it shifting or changing because our minds jump hundred steps several months down the line and we start catastrophizing we start thinking like what well, this can't change i mean especially like something like leaving religion right maybe i have a whole community of people maybe i have maybe i'm known for being really religious or something and then i think well i can't i can't dabble with the possibility of this changing who would i be then and that's why change is sometimes scary Guess what, though? You are not the things that you believe. You are not the things that you are doing. You are not the things that you are invested in. You are a fully autonomous, magnificent, fucking badass being that has permission to change. So to summarize this level one of happiness, level one of happiness to really get just really start to get happy to how to be happy, right? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> how to be happy. Level one, acknowledge when things are not working and open up to possibility. Another example of this for me was when I left dentistry. I was like literally at the top of my career. I was feeling really successful. I was doing things that I thought would take me years and years and years more to achieve. I was teaching, I was lecturing internationally. I mean, I was doing these things that I was like, so excited about initially. And then it was just no longer something that felt aligned for me. I was no longer, it was no longer something that just felt really good to me. And so what do you do when you have spent 15, 16, however many years in a career, 11 years in education, half a million dollars and you are 100% identified as the thing that you are doing meaning that was my identity do you stay and pretend that things should be fine do you self berate and ask yourself what the fuck is wrong with me 
why aren't I happy? Or do you say, hold on, I'm just going to open up to possibility. So I think level one of being happy is becoming more authentically aligned. Baseline, baseline, understand who you are, understand what you want and need, open up to possibility and become more authentically aligned. I became a thousand percent more happy when I started becoming more authentically aligned. And it was really important to me, that journey. And that's actually why I built my workshop Authentically Aligned, was to help other people have that same journey to be more happy. Level two, and I'm saying levels here, people, but these aren't like, you don't have to go in order. They're not necessarily a hierarchy here. But in a way, I think maybe they could be in terms of their depth, in terms of the deepening of them. I don't know what these levels are going to be because I don't make any notes for this podcast before I start recording. (laughs) But I'm assuming there's going to be a few more levels that uh, are going to come through me. And so my thinking here is that with each level, there's a deepening. So it's like maybe a harder level to go in as we go up in levels, but there's also more freedom on the other side. So level one is becoming more authentically aligned identifying where things maybe aren't aligned or don't feel right to you and then opening up to possibility and then going on a going on a journey of finding something that does feel like the next leg of your soul's evolution level two is healing healing what do i mean by healing i mean really looking at all of your experiences in your history especially the big ones and healing from them, allowing yourself space and time to reflect, to emote, to potentially grieve, to then integrate them, and then to be able to be free from them. I've talked about this in a lot of different previous episodes, especially the one on inner freedom. But part of what really freed me was both healing from my traumas and healing my nervous system. So not everybody's nervous system got fully developed in childhood. If you've read any of the research, the latest research, the new science of the nervous system, there's not just two states of being of the autonomic nervous system. It's not just the fight or flight or rest and digest. There's actually three states of the nervous system. And those three states are feeling restful and connected, fight or flight and shut down. And the feeling restful and connected and the shut down are actually two different branches of the vagus nerve called the ventral vagus and the dorsal vagus. And they are both aspects of the parasympathetic nervous system. So what the research has found is that a lot of people didn't fully develop their ventral vagus nerve. What does that mean? Why do we care? What does it mean to you? If your ventral vagus nerve is not fully developed, then it's going to be really hard for you to feel restful and connected to other people. Have you ever noticed that it's hard for you to just sit still? Sit in silence. Do you ever feel isolated or shut down? Do you have a lot of anxiety? How often do you get a sense of universal oneness, a feeling connected to everybody on the planet, a feeling, a sense of love, of deep love running through your being? That state for me five years ago was non-existent. 
I mean, I rarely like, of course, I would feel connected to people when I would be talking with them. But a lot of times I I couldn't sit still. I was a workaholic. I had generalized anxiety and also some acute anxiety. I often had insomnia. I was more, I would say, in the sympathetic state of feeling hypervigilant. But I, I definitely wasn't in this calm, restful, connected state, the state that you think of sages or gurus or monks in, you know, or those people that you meet that are clearly really emotionally evolved, that are able to kind of be light and laugh about things. And, you know, I thought that, again, I thought something was wrong with me, that I couldn't just be in that state. But then I realized, oh, actually, of course, I can't be in that state because that nerve in my body is not fully developed. It doesn't have a lot of tone. My nervous system doesn't even know how to use it. I'm not shifting into it regularly. That's when I really went hard and deep on learning about the nervous system. And I realized, I found in that research that I could actually hack the nervous system and that I could do specific exercises to increase the tone of that nerve and completely rewire my nervous system. And that helped me to be happy. I was healing my nervous system. And just as an FYI, probably half of my workshop transform is about the nervous system and healing the nervous system. Interestingly, it's also about being happy. So level two is healing because you know what healing does is it creates a lot of space internally because essentially then our mind is no longer thinking about old shit that happened. It's like we're cleaning out the trash can. It's like dumping a bunch of luggage that has old clothes and shit that we don't actually want to take with us and we feel lighter and easier. And guess what? In that state, it's a lot easier to be happy. Okay, so level one of happiness is acknowledging when things don't feel right or aligned and opening up to possibility and becoming more authentically aligned. And level two is healing. What is level three? Level three of happiness is understanding the mechanics and the energetics of manifestation. Manifestation, in a nutshell, is the concept of wanting something and then making it manifest in reality meaning creating it, cultivating it, making it happen. Manifestation is something that I have studied intensely for the last five years. I mean, I've spent a lot of money on courses. I've read a lot of books. I've taken a lot of time. I know a lot about manifestation because I've been really, really studying it. But the most important thing that I want to just illustrate today is that I think the thing that changed my life about learning about the process of manifestation is that I used to think that I was a victim of my reality. I used to think that I couldn't control anything and things just happen, like shit happens, right? But in manifestation, you actually learn that you're not the victim of your reality. You're the creator of your reality. The way that you create your reality starts with your beliefs. What you believe about what your reality can be And then your actions and behaviors and your energy and everything manifest from those beliefs and attract your reality. So a really common example that I give all the time, and I may have even given in previous episodes, is if I believe that making money isn't easy, then making money will never be easy for me because I will never be open or looking for easy ways to make money. So what you learn at the core of manifestation is if you want to change your reality, you change your beliefs about what your reality can be. 
If you want to change your reality, you change your beliefs about what your reality can be. In my workshop, Career Exploration and Manifestation, I have over eight hours of content on the process of manifestation. But the thing that really freed me was not the actual manifesting. The thing that freed me was the realization that I am the creator of my reality and that I'm not a victim of my reality. Because in most cases, if something happens to me, I have in some way created that reality. If I get fired from my job, the first thing I do is I ask, how did I manifest that reality? How did I contribute to that reality? And it's oftentimes subconsciously, unconsciously, certain actions that I took, energy that I may have been giving off, things that I may have thought, done, said. How did I contribute to the manifestation of that reality? Now, when you realize that you are not a victim of your reality, but you're actually a creator of your reality and you can manifest like literally anything that you want, that unlocks ways for you to be happy. Because anytime we're free from being a victim, it frees us up to be happy. It frees us up to find ways to be happy. And when, when you realize that you're the creator of your own reality, you realize that everything is in your hands and that you create your real reality. And so if you want to be happy, guess what? You can just go be happy. You can manifest things. You can do things to create your own happiness. And you don't have to be subject to this chaotic world to being a victim only of your circumstances. Wayne Dyer, who's an amazing writer, spiritual writer, He's no longer living, but he wrote so many books and he's awesome. He always said the law of attraction got it wrong. You don't attract what you want. You attract what you are. Meaning you attract what you believe, the energy that you're putting out. That's what you attract back in. Level one, acknowledge when things aren't fine or aligned and open up to possibility. Level two, healing. Level three, manifestation. And level four, surrendering everything and leaning in. So level four, surrendering everything and leaning in is something that I've really been exploring the last several months. I've been reading a lot of sort of ancient spiritual text, a lot of different text, And a lot of these sages, gurus, text, a lot of them say the same things. And a lot of them talk about attachment. And the interesting thing about manifestation, when you start manifesting things and they start coming in, is over time, you see that it's not the things that are making you happy. It's the person that you become in the process of manifestation. And when you've done it enough times, when you've manifested enough things, and you see, oh, these things are making me happy, then all of a sudden, it clicks in like, oh, the things I'm wanting aren't actually going to make me happy. What's going to make me happy is finding inner peace and connecting to the divine within. Last April, I had this experience where I was feeling a lot of, I would say maybe inner frustration. I was getting tired of my stories, my ego, essentially. And, you know, this is on the tale of loads of transformation, of healing, reprogramming my own subconscious mind, therapy, healing my nervous system, all of these things. And it was like there was something I couldn't kick within me. It's like something is still holding me back from the feeling that I'm trying to find. And I'm tired.
tired of this thing and I don't know what the fuck it is and something isn't clicking in me. And so I was suddenly drawn to, at first it was a lot of Joe Dispenza's work, which I've looked at previously, but I was really fascinated by his ability to help people transform their identities so quickly through meditation. And then I was really drawn to Eckhart Tolle and Aaron Abke, various texts, as I mentioned. I was reading Ramana Maharshi, and I heard a few podcast episodes in a row, Eckhart Tolle, specifically Eckhart Tolle, Aaron Abke, and Kate Byron. And they all talked about how they had these transformational experiences, or what you might call an awakening experience, where they felt infinite divine oneness, and how it completely changed them, transformed their reality. And there was this similarity between all of them. And I was thinking, you know, I want to experience that. I know that I haven't experienced that. I don't even really know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, But I know that it's true because it's resonating in me. Something about what they're saying is resonating in me. And so for several days last April, I started feeling a lot of tension. It was this build up within me. It was this energy that was building, 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 building. And I was getting more and more frustrated. And I was getting more and more frustrated with myself, actually. Not like something in me is broken, but it's like, what is this thing in me that I feel somehow intuitively, I know internally is blocking me? What is it? And I at the time was living on Bainbridge Island in Washington. And I went into Seattle for the day and I I caught up with a few friends. This was right before I moved to LA, a month or two before I moved to LA. And, you know, just was being with a few friends. And then I got back on the ferry and I was listening to some Eckhart Tolle. And this frustration within me really hit a peak. And I started journaling in my car on the ferry. And I was journaling about how frustrated I was. And suddenly I heard this voice. And when I say a voice, I just mean it came to me through my thoughts. And the voice said to me, what do you want? And I wrote down to be free. And then I I sort of heard or this thought came into my mind. Free of what, Stephanie? And it suddenly occurred to me that I could hear that in two different ways. I could hear it as free of what, Stephanie, or free of what, Stephanie, like free of Stephanie, free of being Stephanie, maybe. And I wrote down, yes, I want to be free of being Stephanie, because what I got in that moment suddenly was that my identity, who I was labeling myself as, my ego, essentially, was limiting me from my infinite being, from my potential, from my ability to expand. And so it said, free of what, Stephanie? And I said, free of Stephanie. And then all of a sudden, I was completely free of thought. And I was looking out through my eyes. And I was looking around me. And it was as though I was everything. (laughs) 
I'm laughing because when people describe this, it's so ineffable. It's so difficult to describe, but it's like I was looking around and I was the cars around me. I was the water that the ferry was on. And I felt this enormous, you know, Ramdas has this amazing quote that said, death is like taking off a tight shoe. And that is exactly what I felt. It's like all of a sudden, I was no longer confined. My soul was no longer confined by being in this body, but it just rippled out across the entire universe. And I could feel this sense of boundlessness. And I felt this bliss. It was total and utter bliss. And I just was looking around in this blissful state of oneness and full of love. It was like, oh my God, that's it. And here's the thing. What I'm doing now is I'm reflecting on it. But in the moment, there was no thinking. There was no labeling. There was no thought. I didn't look around and see like, oh, that's the water. These are cars. This is me. These are my glasses. There was none of that. It was just this quiet, infinite nothingness. And I was everything. And there are just like, there are just no words to describe it. And I just, I sat there in this bliss, in this total and utter bliss. And it felt completely timeless. If I hadn't been on the ferry, I really truly would have had no idea how long I I was sitting there for. But because the ferry, you know, is a certain amount of time, I was probably sitting there for about 15 minutes in that state of just of total bliss. And then I actually fell asleep because it was so unbelievably calming and beautiful that it just soothed my nervous system so much that I, I just kind of fell asleep. And then when I woke up, that state was no longer present, but, but it like awakened me. It was, it was truly unbelievable. And, you know, part of what I think inspired or brought to the forefront this story coming out at this time is I just listened to this podcast with Henry Shuckman on Tim Ferriss' podcast, and he talks about his experience. And I think that I haven't spoken publicly or to very many people about this experience since April because I really needed time for integration. Like I really needed time to understand what it was, if I could access it again and to feel around it. You know, I generally don't share things until I've had time to process them and integrate them a little bit. You know, the one thing I've noticed about people when they share these moments of awakening is that it, first of all, totally shifts their thinking. There's something new that they see that they hadn't previously seen, and it's the answer to everything. And for me, it was it's like the key to peace, inner freedom, happiness, bliss, literally everything. And so my exploration over the past several months has been reaccessing it, and I've been able to reaccess it many, many times. And the way that I make sure the way that I have done it is by largely making sure ego is out of the way. And when I say ego, really what I mean is the overthinking mind or the tendency to label or to effort or to try to do something. So really just staying in a state of curiosity and being open to what might happen. Well, there's a lot of different ways to sort of play around with this and try and access that state, which maybe I'll do a podcast about at a different time. But The key, I really think, is being in an open state of curiosity. And 
I think you can accelerate it through meditation. And I've been someone who meditates daily for the last five to seven years. So I do have that. However, a lot of people, including Kate Byron, have had experiences like this that occur completely spontaneously. And Henry Shuckman, I mean, I'm going to link that in the show notes, that episode. But he was not at all spiritual. He was doing nothing pretty much when it happened. So this can happen to anyone at any time. But what I found is that there's something else going on here. There's something else that we can dial into, click into. There is something about surrendering to the presence of what is around you, to the presence of the moment. When we can merge with it, when we can find it, when we can find bliss and presence and peace just in the now, in this moment, that ultimately is the key to being happy. So I think the reason why this is coming up is because in that moment before this moment of awakening, I surrendered everything. I mean, I surrendered my entire identity and just said like, yeah, there's something more here to the picture than Stephanie. Stephanie is limiting me, right? Stephanie is really limiting me and I need to be free. Oh my God, I need to be fucking free. And it was like, I mean, I like my insides felt like I was going to explode for some reason at that moment. I was just like, yes, break me free from Stephanie. And then I was free. And since then, I have, you know, as I said, I've been integrating and reconnecting with the state. But what I've been also doing is really just surrendering everything, what I think I want, what my plans are, everything. And I don't mean... It's not surrender in terms of being meek and being like, oh, I don't deserve anything. It's more so like, oh, there's something bigger than me that I am also a part of. And that has more guiding force and power to lead and direct me than little Stephanie. And so I'm going to hook into that and trust that thing. I mean, it really comes full circle to the surrender experiment, actually. But it just took me five years to really tap into. I mean, surrender has been one of my life lessons. But really, in the last few months, six months, have I surrendered on a wholly new level, like completely. And level four, I said, surrender everything and leaning in. Leaning in meaning accepting everything that's happening. You know, surrendering everything doesn't mean everything's going to be like peachy keen, right? I still have obstacles. I still have difficult emotions that come up. And the most important thing when they come is that I accept everything as it is. I don't try and change anything. I'm just, oh, okay, I'm feeling like really hurt right now. I'm feeling sad right now. I'm feeling frustrated right now, whatever it may be. And then I'm like, then this must be part of it. This is part of the thing. This is part of my holy, sacred journey. This is part of my soul's evolution. This is part of becoming more and more free. This is part of becoming more and more tapped into divine, infinite oneness. This is part of becoming more and more happy is to accept everything that's happening and lean the fuck in. And that means leaning in, by the way, to the good things. So something I've been doing insanely, which I'm probably going to do another episode on, is practicing really intense gratitude over the last 30 days. And when I say really intense, I mean, I'm taking 30, 40, 50 moments a day of strategic focused gratitude, where I'm just thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm naming the things. I'm feeling the gratitude in my body. I'm leaning in. And when you lean in to also the good that's happening, it changes your lens. Module five 
of my workshop transform almost the entire module is on different ways to practice gratitude because when we can strategically practice gratitude we can rewire our thinking and our lens and we can start seeing more of the amazing things that are happening I sort of hate the phrase glass half empty, half full, but you're really actually rewiring your brain to see everything half full. And it changes things. I mean, I've had gratitude practices at various times in my life, but especially in the last month, wow, it's changed like everything. I feel so lucky. You guys, I feel like the luckiest person on the planet right now in my life. Things are fucking amazing. I'm so happy. I just realized I've been saying fuck so many times this episode. Anyways... Surrender everything and leaning in. I just want to note that if you haven't at all played with the previous levels, surrendering everything and leaning in is really, really hard to do. And I know that because five years ago when I read the surrender experiment, I tried to do it and I was constantly being triggered. My nervous system was being triggered. I hadn't fully healed my nervous system. And I mean, my nervous system is still healing, by the way. But wow, so different. I'm just hardly ever triggered or... I have no anxiety. I mean, it's so much easier to be happy, so much easier to surrender and lean in. So I don't know where you're at right now in your life, but guess what? You could access any one of these levels right now. You could experiment with any one of these levels right now. So I would say like, what level is calling to you? Level one, acknowledge things that aren't fine, where you might not be aligned and open to possibility. Level two, healing. Level three, manifestation. Level four, surrender everything and leaning in. Which one of those feels the most interesting, feels the most exciting, feels like you could really maybe dive in and learn something? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put some resources in the show notes for where you can lean into these things, explore these things a little bit. But I also just want to encourage you, if you want to dive into one of these four levels, shoot me a message on Instagram. Dr. Stephanie Zeller works just fine. Or you can connect with me through my website, Integrated Acceleration. Either way, tell me what level you want to dive in. I'd be happy to give you some ideas how to go a little bit deeper. So four levels on how to be happy. Here's the thing. If you're not happy, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. That's actually the universe, your intuition, telling you something's not right and you deserve to be happy. It's pushing you. It's pushing you to find your happy. And there's a lot of avenues to cultivate, to enhance, to create that happiness within. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that was helpful to some of you. I hope that one of those levels resonated with you. And thank you so much for tuning in with an open heart and mind. You know, I've had a lot of you reach out to me. The people that listen to this podcast, I fucking love you. You guys are awesome. I'm so grateful for you. Every single one of you, you right now that's listening, thank you. Thank you. So grateful. So grateful for you. If you have a friend that you feel like could benefit from this episode, feel free to send it to them. And also, I love your reviews. Thank you so much for all of them. Until next time, you are not broken. There is nothing wrong with you. You deserve to be happy. So be happy and well. I love you, friends.